You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome. It is a fall feeling here on the North American continent, hugging that Pacific coast here in Southern California. And I want to welcome you to this segment of soul, silence, and sound. Little soul vibes for all of you and a part of our Be Simply programming. I thank you for being here. And today we're going to dive into love versus fear. And, you know, these Dharma talks, I appreciate you listening to them. They're an opportunity for you to dive a little deeper into your inner landscape, take a short respite to be in silence with self, and then receive sound to balance your entire system. And this aspect of love versus fear really has been seated within myself as I've been just in reflective repose of the transition we are in here on planet earth as humans as we relate to our ecosystem and then it's basically connected to a prophecy from Hopi Nation, a place that I hold near and dear into my heart. And long ago, they foresaw that there would be this ninth hour that we're in and a passage of separation. And so many might like to view that as uh, my way or your way Uh, but they literally have a rock out there that shows two paths and for each one of you uh, that's a choice which path you want to walk on and how I see them as one that is inviting based on fear and one that's based on love and so the fear path isn't about politics or medical choices or any kind of choices that path of fear is one that we choose when we let that word be in the driver's seat And it usually brings us down to negative states of being. It creates a myopic focus on that word that I've talked about a couple weeks ago about darkness. And then we see it all around us. And so if we follow that path that is rooted in fear and that fear is used to control, that is a choice. And then the other path is one that's filled with love 
joy and a resonance with the ecosystem that is harmony, calm, balance, peace. And we are at that moment where we get to decide. It doesn't mean that it's going to shift overnight. It might. Uh, when you're out at Prophecy Rock, you can see the distinct paths. And as I mentioned before, I think in a previous talk, is it's not to say that you can't run across potentially uh, and jump on the other path or when you're ready to be on a path of love, then that's a choice. And one aspect of this is that it doesn't mean that you deny uh, what is because that's very important to retain perspective but we can always look at what is with a heart of love uh, compassion empathy kindness because something very miraculous happens when we bring that resonance into the ecosystem is that it starts to shift things. So even if it's a very tumultuous situation, that resonance of love starts to lift people up. And in the Tao, when we're learning to be one with all conditions, this love is that perfect remedy to assist us in staying in that ever-present calm. And then, you know, Mother Nature helps us do that. Uh, she's pretty calm. <laughs> yes, there are storms, but they pass and we return to calm. So, you know, as we go through this about this choice of love versus fear, uh, we will lead into how we do that and what the outcome is. But first, it's really important to identify where you live in fear. Uh, and you may, you know, pause as we go through each one of these and take a moment to write it down or create a mental note. But where do you live in fear in your mind? Where do you live in fear in your physical body? Where do you live fear in fear in your heart center, meaning your emotional center, uh, which is the quickest relay switch for you to that fear word. And then on a soul level, do you retain fear from before here? And that's a deeper question, but there might be an innate knowing. And so in any or all places that we might feel fear, those are areas where we have some inner work to do. And simply put, especially we want to look inward first, then it's a little bit easier to look outward. So when we look inward, and if there's fear in our mind, maybe our repetitive thoughts, then we notice that, we observe it, 
And that's where we start. If we notice that we hold tension in our body and it happens to be associated with that frequency of fear, we notice it, we observe it. And that's how we see what is. And then if we notice when fear rises up in our heart, we can also start to observe it and notice it. And then from there, once we've established what is, we can dive even a little bit deeper, uh, is we can say, where does that fear exist on a soul level within my eternal being? More than likely, if we can liberate that fear, the rest, the mind, the heart, and the body will also release fear. I'm quite certain of it. I know it. And so this is that first step. And then before we get into the how and the outcome, the other aspect you want to look at and observe is love. Where does love reside? Does it reside in the mind, the body, the heart, and the soul? Can you find it? And if it's missing in any or all of these locations, then we observe that. And we don't judge it. We just observe it. And with these two observations, we start to open up an awareness that welcomes us to transform. Transform from fear to love. And there's a certain amount of peace that arises when we do this. So what I'd like you to do before we go into the how, I just want you, if you need to, pause this for a moment and just examine that mind, that body, that heart, your soul, and see where both reside, fear and love, or where they don't reside. And then come back to here and we'll dive into the how and then the outcome. So from there, we have this beautiful opportunity to take that knowledge of maybe where you see yourself holding fear and typically <laughs> we can identify it if you you're like well i'm not afraid of anything in my body or i'm not afraid of anything in my mind or in my heart or you might have an overarching sense of some fear that you have however 
typically, for example, when the body is holding some energy in it, it's rooted in something from the past. And so it's a ball of energy and that's typically constricted. The body's not at ease and relaxed in a relaxed state. And so that's an area to examine what's going on. What does one need? And with just some gentle reflective repose, not force, we can get to the root of the matter. And typically when we are examining that word fear, there's a simple like layer to it. And then there's the deeper layer because fear typically is bringing us the ultimate fear that most of humanity has, which is to meet their death gateway. And that's what's been interesting about this past year. And I don't know how long, but before long, we'll be at at two years. But right now, there's still this angst around the fear of death. And if one has faith in something beyond self and then has deep faith within self, one does not live in fear. And then one has courage to create more freedom within the mind, heart, body, and soul. Yet, when we layer that fear on, which has been layered on to most of humanity over this whole world experience, karmic moment that we've been having, um, that creates a lot of friction internally. And then later we'll get into the external friction it creates. So if we go back to that prophecy of choosing fear or love, it's really important to do the inner work for self because it's easy to project our fears onto others because guess what? The set and setting will show up to act out those fears, help you see them real time. And that's probably been one of the biggest gifts in this moment is that we get to see and we have been seeing where we reside uh, as we relate to ourself and the world around us and how we choose to honor what is within self and the world around us. Now, you know, it's interesting when, if you can think back when you're a child and maybe you did something that was a little covert or sneaky and it would be, maybe it was something that your parents wouldn't approve of. And if you had siblings, imagine that. If not, just imagine and recall what it was like when you were found out. (laughs) And typically at that tipping point of when one gets found out, there's fear. And so then the self is, is like, oh my gosh, uh, I have to do something. And so each individual will respond to that tipping point in different ways. Some people will uh, deny till <laughs> the bitter end. 
some people will uh, hide about it, like try to hide it, suppress it, make it so it's not true, so no one, so you don't get caught. And in that whole process, no matter how you need it, some might have courage just to take full responsibility for what one did. Uh, there can be some fear. And if we look at the surface level of that fear, the fear might we might say or identify getting caught, getting in trouble. Uh, yet it, it's deeper because it's like, oh, where is that trouble going to take one? And so I will, as we get closer to the winter solstice, we'll talk a little bit more about death um, and how we can really address it. Um, but this fear leads us there. And in from a Buddhist or yogist perspective, we want to meet that gateway with peace, with calm, not with fear, going hand in hand. And the reason for that is because then the mind becomes turbulent, the heart can become turbulent. And then all those things that you might have started to identify in any aspect of yourself come along with us. So really by living fearlessly through life, you're going to be uh, in a better position to meet that death gateway. And a lot of times people can say, oh, I'm not afraid to die. Um, fantastic. Yet they still hold fears. So I would say, yeah, there's still fears there. So let's address those fears and get you calmer and calmer in all situations so that you can meet each moment with grace uh, with love, you know, that's that other point. So if we get to the how, how do we do this? How do we choose love versus fear? If you can relate to the emotion of fear, or remember it, if you're not feeling it in this moment, which I hope you're not, uh, anger, any emotions, grief that dissipate your energy, that pull you down and kind of bring you into a space where it's not healthy, meaning it doesn't uh, feed you and it uh, can potentially bring you to a space where you could get stuck. And that's why in nature, if there is something to be afraid of, we freeze, we freeze, pause, and then take action. And then once it passes, we go back to normal. We don't need to carry it with us. But as us two-legged humans, we tend to carry our fears, talk about our fears, bring up the past traumas, and we just go round and round with it versus letting it go. So even if we use this last uh, bit here to cl collectively, because this is something we can all collectively relate to in this moment of a quote unquote uh, pandemic to the human species, it has impacted people mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And if we look at that and see where we had our greatest fears during that process, and we start to uh, adjust that so that we can live in love, faith, trust, then we're going to have much more freedom. And so that is a choice. And when we choose love, something really miraculous happens is that we're in this higher frequency. One, we attract uh, beings that want to be with us in that that harmony, that space. And in that ecosystem, uh, so much is possible. 
And there's also this beautiful shield that occurs. And I can share just a simple story, a personal story, but one I've already published, so I'm going to share it. <laughs> I can't, I don't know how many more personal stories I'll share. They will all be fiction, but maybe nonfiction um, in my writings that I've been working on. But <laughs> there's a karmic reason for that. But this one's in writing, so we'll talk about it. So years ago, uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I, she was, I think, due in about six weeks. And one of my near, dear, dear, dear friends uh, was very ill. And he was nearing his death gateway. And because of his condition, he uh, was in quarantined area with a highly infectious condition. So in that moment, I had a choice to not ever see him in that form again, or go ahead and see him, let him feel my belly one more time, give him love and encouragement. Yet, there would be a risk, right? So, in that moment, I chose to go in and see him. Because even when I was a lifeguard, my thought was, you know, they started bringing out all these contraptions, and it's like, if I had such a deep trust in my and I still do, in my life, my life expectancy, and that if I'm actually destined to take on an illness when I'm saving someone's life or being with someone in their final hours, I, I trust in that. And I'm not going to avoid being with someone I love or helping save someone's life because I'm afraid. It's just, it's just not in my eternal being to do that. I've seen it over and over again. I will jump to it. <laughs> I can't even stop it if I want to. And so that example is where I choose love. I choose to care for another human being above myself. And there's such a beautiful power in that moment. And it's not uh, that I'm not using objective thinking and making sure that I'm not going to cause anyone harm. Because even in that instant with my dear friend, you know, I had my daughter there, you know, with me. Yet, the answer was clear to go be with him. And so glad I was. And so if we look back, even during this whole process, and even where you sit today, where does the fear sit with you? What are you afraid of? And what happens typically when we have this fear, we get a little nutty. 
<laughs> very professional word, right? Nutty. But we do. We, we lose rationale. And as I've mentioned before, rational objective behavior leads us to higher states of consciousness. So when someone is clear and understands the risks they're taking and takes them anyways, it's because they met that threshold of being rational, objective, and then they're choosing a different kind of love, not a codependent love, but a love, not a fear-based love, but an unconditional love. And so when we talk about that, how, how do I let go of the fear in my mind? How do I let go of the fear in my body, my soul? my heart. We want to bring ourselves to an objective state. So if your fear is irrational, you want to bring yourself to the present moment. You want to bring yourself to that present moment and remind yourself where you're at. And this is the, how, you know, an EMT or when I was a lifeguard, we, you know, when someone's in shock, you bring them to the present moment. You don't put them in a situation where you amplify the trauma, you, es- you de-escalate the trauma. And so you bring them into the present moment and you remind them of where they are. And the simplest way is to remind them of their breath, to breathe. That immediately connects them to the physical body. So where you have fear, where you know it's irrational fear, just bring yourself to the breath. Because we can't really make choices for ourselves if we're in an emotive, high affect, fear-based reality or anger-based reality, hate-based reality. So once we come into that present moment, and this is, this is how we do that, is that we come into that present moment and then... We pause, we do that that freeze, and then we decide, can I choose love? Can I choose right action? And what is that? Am I going to avoid all these opportunities because I'm afraid? Or am I going to choose love? And how can I do that in a way that works? Meaning that you're not just saying, ah, screw it. I'm just going to take lots of of, hmm, unnecessary risks, you know. But you bring it back to the present moment and you move from there. And if then if you feel the, the fear in the physical body or the emotional body, Use that breath to breathe in until it dissipates, until you feel the actual physical energy in the body shift and the body relax and soften. And the same with the mind. The mind is uh, filled with fear or uh, kind of emotive-based ideas. It's not that the emotions are Uh, a negative, but they can take on a life of their own. We want to, again, ground it in what is and then make choices. And so then once we've grounded in what is and what's of best interest 
for self and others if you're going to be making choices that might impact others. Then you can move from a place of peace from your heart. Because as soon as we consider all things like ourself and others, then we, we are moving through equanimity, through the altruistic motive versus the I motive or them motive. It's like, hmm, how can I assess the situation for myself and others and make the best choice for all? And so when we come back to this moment here on planet Earth and we speak of choosing love versus fear, that's really what it's about. Really coming into a present moment with yourself and assessing what is and then making a choice that's based from the heart meaning the equanimous heart, the unconditional love. And that energy will guide you. And when we, we do it from a still point, it's really profound. So it's not like the ooey gooey love. It's like that steadfast love that you feel from the mama or the papa. It's just like this gentle, steadfast, easy, steady love. And the outcome one, you start to embody being courageous, fearless, certain, and then that builds, that love builds, and then it's much more effortless to discern how you can serve in every moment, how you can show up in every moment and leave fear at the door. Fear anger, all those things are just there to grab our attention and then we send them away. So in this moment, many of us have made choices based on fear. And it could be on both sides of the fence, every fence. Yet if we do it from that center point and from a very honest true heart space we can start to see differently and that's where we start to cross over that's where when we get into that heart sutra i've talked about before as we cross over and there's not a duality it's not you and me it's not even an us it's just a place of being that doesn't have conditions put upon it you see beyond all. And when we see beyond the fear that's been laid before us, humanity always knows what to do. Humanity, the human, always knows what to do. Because the human was designed to serve one another. The human was designed to care. The human was designed to work from love. And when we move from that space, 
the world quickly starts to shift. So in this moment, whenever you might be listening to this, I encourage you to really evaluate the choices that you've been making. And are they coming from fear? Are they coming from a deep knowing and love for yourself and others? And that's going to be a little different for every person, but you must realize is if you can trust yourself and practice being honest with yourself, then guess what? You ought to be able to trust others. And if they prove otherwise, you have the power to make adjustments, to adapt, and to meet that situation as needed. So I want you to imagine in this moment as we go into our silent meditation that you are sitting on a path and there is a fork in the road and you have a choice you can choose fear or love and i want you just to be with that you don't need to answer it in this moment because No matter what your answer is, it'll become a practice. And even if you think it's one thing, you might have to practice being there because it might be truly the other or vice versa. So I want you to take a nice deep breath in and out. Taking another gentle breath in and out. And just simply following this breath into silent meditation. And if your mind is extra active, find a point to stare at during this portion. And then as you Hear the transition, I'll guide you into the sound, and then we'll reconnect on the other side of it.
And simply, if you're still in an upright seated position, just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa, or if you're on your mat, recline back into Shavasana. And as you come to the earth, the floor, or the bed, just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
taking a soft, gentle breath up into your heart center, gently breathing in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, breathing in and out. And then gently rising up to a seated position, connecting your sit bones to the surface below and then rising up if you're ready and then taking another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. And one more inhale. And exhale. And as you continue to breathe in and out, just sitting with everything that's washed over you. And if inspired, just taking a few more moments to really decide if you're ready a, to make that choice. Do you want to live from fear or love? And no matter what you choose, it'll be a practice. Uh, and sometimes a humbling practice. But simply welcoming yourself to see it and then to shift back into the moment and move into higher states of awareness within the heart and in your eternal being, uh, you will be guided really beautifully. And if you need any assistance, please feel free to reach out to me. You can send me an email or a direct message and we can dive into a few more tools that can assist you 
in living a courageous, fearless life full of love and how you can even meet your adversaries external world with that type of heart and motivation. And next week we'll build upon this. We'll take that, how we can meet that word fear and love in the external world uh, and receive it and serve it as need be. And so in honor of the fork in the road that we're in, <laughs> I'm going to play you a song from my daughter, Kadri Scott's EP, Fork in the Road. <laughs> I thought it was quite poetic. That's the title she chose. And it's called Eat Your Greens. May it meet you well. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Mama always told me to breathe. What in the world does that Love